Welcome back to season two of the Sports Rant with Grant. I'm your host, Dylan Grant, and we are on episode six. Well, there's no time to waste, so let's dive right into it. LeBron James, a four-time NBA champion, a four-time finals MVP, leading three different teams to titles and winning MVP with all those teams. Four finals, four finals MVPs, three teams. The only player in the history of the NBA to lead three different teams to titles. So my question to you is this. When are we going to start to recognize LeBron as the greatest player ever? This finals alone, he shot 59% from the field. And in the finals... For the entire postseason, his two-point percentage shot a 64.8. And is better than his 2017 season, where he shot 62.5. Or 2014, where he shot 61.8. Oh, and another thing, that's better than any postseason Shaq had. And we consider Shaq the most dominant force the NBA has ever seen. All he was doing was dunking on guys. And he couldn't even shoot 64.8. LeBron, in his 17th year, is just getting better. So, sit back and let's just appreciate the greatness we are watching. Because once LeBron is gone, we're going to miss him. And something else that is always brought up when talking about LeBron versus Michael Jordan as who is the greatest basketball player ever? Who is the GOAT? Look at all the people that won championships under LeBron's reign in the league. And people say Jordan kept guys from winning. I'm here to tell you how untrue this is. Sure, Hall of Famers that don't have rings because of Jordan. Barkley is a big one of them. But you want to know the guys that have won while Jordan was playing in the NBA? Bird, Kareem, Magic, Isaiah, Hakeem, Drexler, Shaq, Kobe, Robinson, Duncan. Yeah, a few of them also won while LeBron was playing. But that doesn't discredit they also won while playing when Jordan was in the league. Oh. And that first guy I mentioned, Bird, Larry Bird. Want to know how many times Jordan beat him in the playoffs? Not in a series, just a single game. One measly game in the playoffs. The answer is zero. Not one. Jordan never beat Larry Bird in the playoffs. So this notion that Jordan had the league on lock... It really needs to stop. Since Hall of Famers won while he was in the league, and there's guys he couldn't beat, the exact same goes for LeBron. And another point I'll bring up that these finals showed. What player do you think gained more from this playoffs? Jimmy Butler or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah, if you're thinking it's Giannis, you're right. He lost in the second round, and not the finals. 
because I've been told that losing in the finals can only hurt your legacy, not make it better. So clearly Giannis looks better than Butler, right? Like, come on, guys. Seriously? How is that an actual thing? How have we ever said that losing in round one, two, or three, or even not making the playoffs, is better than losing in the finals? Honestly, how does that... How how does anyone think that is a logical point? The only way to win the finals is to get there. The goal is to win... So, there's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser. It's how sports work. It's a big thing why we like about it. Because there always has to be a winner, there always has to be a loser. So, wouldn't you rather lose in the finals? Because at least you made it to the final game? Honestly, think. How... Would you ever want to not lose in the finals if you had to lose? It makes zero sense. So, the fact that we actually say LeBron's record is tarnished because of his six final losses is bullish. He's been there ten times, guys. Ten. Think about it. Since he first went to Miami, he's gone to 9 of 10 finals. The only one he didn't go to was last year, when he got hurt. It is so blatantly obvious that this losing in the finals was only brought up so people could discredit LeBron. Nobody else. Like... Think about this. Jimmy Butler came out of this finals looking absolutely brilliant. Like, if I had to tell you right now, you could pick, going to next year, one guy to lead your team. You can have Giannis, Kawhi, or Jimmy Butler. You are going to pick Butler based off what we just saw. He was... Absolutely brilliant. And another thing. We hold LeBron to finals losses. But why don't we hold these guys to final losses? You know, the logo of the NBA? That's a former player. Name is Jerry West. He went 1-8 in the finals. And they made him the damn logo. Bill Russell went 11-13 for 13 in the finals. And he has the damn NBA Finals MVP trophy named after him. But he has two losses. Jordan 6 for 6. So why aren't all these things named after Jordan? Because it's stupid. So, this entire thing about going to the finals and losing is more hurtful than not making the playoffs or losing before the finals. It just needs to go away forever. And never being brought up again. Because it's a complete joke. Sit back. Put your feet up. Crack a beer. And watch LeBron James. Play basketball at the highest level. 
you have ever seen. He is going into the next season of basketball in his 18th year, going to be 36 years old, and still the greatest player in the world. He has had the longest prime in sports. Your man, Michael Jordan, could never. He had to quit twice. Let's go into week four of the NFL. Yesterday was a very rough day for me. Let's go into the games here. First game, Broncos at the Patriots. I picked the Patriots to win this game. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was very wrong on that one. Um, I just didn't see how... You gave Cam Newton a couple weeks off. Yes, he had COVID. He couldn't be practicing, but still had a couple weeks off. They didn't play last week. They had the bye. And the Broncos are just awful. The Broncos didn't score a touchdown, and they won the game. Good job, Patriots. You held the team to zero touchdowns and lost the game. Cool. Love it. Sweet. Fantastic. Bears versus Panthers. I picked the Bears to win this game. Luckily, that's one of the games I got right this week because I didn't have a very good week. I just figured the Bears defense with Khalil Mack would just be able to stop the Panthers, and that's what happened. Bears win this game, as I thought. Bengals versus the Colts. I think everyone had the Colts in this game. Bengals are just awful. Joe Burrow was really good. But his offensive line is just bad. Next. Lions versus the Jags. Well, another one I got wrong. I picked the Jaguars. I thought Gardner Minshew, yeah, he kind of has a hit or miss game. But I figured their running game would pick up. And I was hoping that defense would play a little bit better. It didn't. It's not looking good for me so far. Falcons at Vikings. I picked the Vikings here. Atlanta's just coming off firing their head coach and their GM. I figured it'd be really tough to get a new playbook and for their coach to, to figure everything out within a week. Um, and also, the Falcons just stink. Julio Jones doesn't look like himself. Matt Ryan can't really throw anymore. But then, all that changed yesterday. So, really, what happened in a week? I guess, a new head coach? I don't know. Um, Ravens at the Eagles. Did really anyone have the Eagles in this game? The Eagles stink, and the Ravens are good. Um, I think this one was pretty easy to get right. The Washington football team versus the Giants. Another game that I lost. Um, The Giants stink, and so does Washington. I just figured Washington had a better defense, so I picked them. Nope. The Giants somehow won. But they're also bad. So did really anyone watch this football game, though? Because why? Jets versus the Dolphins. Another game that did really anyone watch. At one point, this game was like 24 nothing. The Jets are awful. They somehow couldn't make it work with Le'Veon Bell, who's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, Adam Gase is just bad at his job, apparently. Um, happy for Tua Tagovailoa, who got into this game even when it was a blowout. 
Um, I picked the Dolphins, I think, as everyone did, because the Jets aren't good. Browns versus the Steelers. Another game that I got right, surprisingly. I didn't have many this week. Um, Browns are just bad again. Um, Baker Mayfield just isn't that good. And the Steelers look really good. Uh, this game was, I think, pretty easy to decide who was going to win just based off matchups. Um, yeah, Big Ben looks like he's rejuvenated himself. Had a great game over 300 yards. Um, Browns just couldn't find anything. OBJ wasn't very good. Neither was that entire team, but that's common for the Browns as they're never good. Um, Texans versus the Titans. I picked the Texans here for a couple reasons. The Titans are just coming off a game played on Tuesday, so they had a really short week. I figured that would play into it a bit. Um, but Mike Vrabel did a really great job coaching this game, I thought. Um, he did a kind of an old Belichick move uh, late in the fourth quarter. He intentionally put a 12th man on the field to get a penalty because it was second and one. So they're for sure going to get the first down, you'd think. So he doesn't have to burn a timeout that way. So he takes the penalty, gives them the five yards. And it saved about 40 or more seconds of game clock, and which led to the Titans being able to tie the game with four seconds left in the fourth quarter and then go on to win it in overtime. I thought it was a really well-coached game by Mike Vrabel. Texans did everything they could to win. It just wasn't enough. Titans upset me here. I had the Texans. Really well-coached game. Really good game. Texans versus Titans. Uh, Packers versus Buccaneers. Um, anyone who knows me, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. But I picked the Packers here for a few reasons. Uh, Packers are coming off a bye. Um, Bucks are coming off a pretty bad loss last week where it looked like Tom Brady might have forgotten what down it was at the end. Not sure how that looked. Um, but yeah, so I picked the Packers coming off a bye. But man, oh man, that Buccaneers defense just swallowed Aaron Rodgers up. Rodgers couldn't get anything going, couldn't get the deep ball. He couldn't be himself. Um, this one really took a hit for me. Uh, had Packers here. I just didn't see them losing off a bye, especially they were being 4-0. So this one kind of sucked. Happy for Tom Brady because he looked really good after a really bad performance last week. Rams versus 49ers. Rams are just not that good. Um, 49ers, after a slew of injuries in New York, back in back-to-back weeks in New York, uh, in the first couple weeks of the season, they just don't look like themselves. But I picked the 49ers just because I don't like the Rams very much. Good win by the 49ers. But really, not a good Sunday for me. I went 6-6. Six and six. Um, That's a really bad day. I'm not happy with it. Moving on to the Monday Night Football games. I really like this. Two Monday Night games. We got an early one and a late one. This works really nice. I like it. The first game is going to be the Chiefs versus the Bills. Um, two killer quarterback arms, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, great quarterbacks, great arms. This is going to be a gunslinging match tonight, and it's going to be high scoring, I think. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game based off how they played last week against the Raiders. Really bad loss, only at 24 points. I think they're going to change things, some things around, come out shooting tonight. 
Chiefs beat the Bills. And then in the late game tonight, Cardinals versus the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys here. Um, they lost their quarterback in Dak Prescott last week. I think that's going to be a little tough for them. But Andy Dalton came in late that game last week and looked pretty good. And just the Cardinals are very hit or miss. I'd like the Cowboys here to win. And that's going to do it for week six of the NFL. Moving over to the Diamond. Let's break into the World Series, the NLCS, the ALCS. Wow. Dodgers last night. They win Game 7. Come from behind in the Series 3-1. Come from behind in Game 7. Dodgers just never stopped fighting. Until that final out was made, then the celebration was on. Now, for the World Series. We get the best two teams in baseball from this season, battling to win it all. Before I dig into the World Series matchup, though, let's go look at the NLCS and the ALCS picture. I took some key things away from yesterday's Game 7 between the Dodgers and the Braves. And that's what I'm going to go in on. My, oh my god. Some of the base running last night was just horrendous. I could, I had to like sit and rewind it a couple of times because I'm like, what did I just witness here? Let's go into it. The first is on this one. Razor leading 3-2 in the top of the fourth. Nobody out. Runners at second and third. Hard hit grumble the third where Turner is playing. But he's off the bag. So the runner should just go back to three. Save it. No out. Next one, he'll throw to first, get the out. But no, what does the runner do? Runner goes home. So Turner just throws it. Now the runner has to stop halfway because now he's on a rundown. He eventually gets out. But the bigger issue here in this rundown was the man at second. The man at second here has to help protect the runner at third. So when runner from third goes home, he goes to three. So when no matter there's an out, you're at least saving one and you're not getting doubled up. Well... That's exactly what happened. The runner at two got doubled up. And now, in a game where you're winning, 3-2, with zero out, you have two runners in scoring position. You just traded a ground ball out to lose now runners at second and third. That's not good base running at all. It's really bad when you break it down and think about it. Two outs. For the price of one. And now you got a guy at one instead of second and third. Really bad base running from the Braves. And I think that may have cost them this game. Um, let's go to the Dodgers side of it now. Two innings later, it's the bottom of six. They tie it up. And it's now 3-3. Three, three. Well, infield is playing in now for the Braves. There's one out, runner at third. Another hard hit grumble right at the second baseman. It takes a big, nice hop right to the second baseman's glove, so he's already in his throwing motion home. Throws home, and runner is out easily by two feet. It's not close at all. But the thing is, when the MLB introduced the new rules about running over the catcher, now you can't just intentionally just hit the catcher anymore. It can only be done when the play at home, when the catcher is blocking the plate, moving to him. He's allowed to hit him. 
Well, that play could have happened last night. But because of the rule, players are so wishy-washy about it, they usually slide or dive with their hand head first trying to go around the tag. And this is why I don't like the rule at all. This is why I'm always, when it first got introduced, I was so against it. Because now you're, you're just, you're trying, you're taking away runs. Yes, you're protecting the catchers and the players for safety, but you want more runs in the game. But that's not the issue I have. The issue I have is with his decision to go home here. So it's tie game 3-3, one out. Why not just stay at three? You're not sacrificing anything, and more often than not, yeah, you lose the out at one, but you're now you're keeping a guy at three, and a base hit, you score. So, like, what, why did you go here? You were more important than the guy at one, but I know what you're trying to do here. You're hoping you can beat the throw so you can save that first runner at going to one, so now you only have one out, but... Really, you just traded an out at home for now a guy at one. Now you have two out. And you're probably not going to score that run unless it's a nice hit into the gap, into the corner, or home run. This is game seven, guys. You have to... I get you got to take risks because it's such going to be a such tight game. But your risks that you have to take have to be timely. Not try to be a hero here. But really... Dodgers end up winning this game 4-3. So did these base running errors really come to matter? For the Dodgers, I think they got lucky with it. For the Braves, I think it would have been an entirely different game if they didn't get caught in the fourth with zero out, losing guys at 2-3. and three. I think it's a really different game at that point then. Um, but you live and learn with your mistakes. Braves, you had a great season. You just fell one run, one game short. Moving over to the ALCS. The Astros did what only one other team in the history of the MLB has done. Come back and force Game 7 after trailing 3-0. But they couldn't finish the job. Only one other team has finished the job. The 2004 Boston Red Sox. They're the only team to win this series after trailing 3-0. Honestly, I couldn't be happier that the Astros lost. From getting caught cheating this year and being the number one enemy in baseball to COVID happening, which caused us to have no fans in the stands so they never got that treatment they deserved. And then rules being changed or unintentionally hitting batters, they seem to catch break after break. But time has run out. The Rays came to play in Game 7, and a star was officially born in Randy Orizarena. What a postseason he had. League-leading seven home runs. Setting the rookie record for home runs in a postseason. And he ties the Rays' record for home runs in a postseason. And he still has the World Series to go. He just won the ALCS MVP award. He became a star and will continue to shine in the World Series.
Now we go into the World Series, the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. The best two teams battling it out to win baseball's ultimate prize. The Rays' pro-rated payroll this year came out to $28.3 million. And for the Dodgers, $32.3 million is the cost of their pro-rated salaries for just Kershaw, Betts, Turner, and Jansen. This is really David vs. Goliath. I'm going to pick the Dodgers winning this series in seven games and finally getting over the bump. Kershaw will get his ring and leave all the postseason demons behind. I'm going to go out and say Kershaw is going to start two to three games, depending how Dave Roberts goes with his rotation. And I think Kershaw will pitch flawlessly. There. Kershaw will exercise every postseason naysayer he has and pitch brilliant. Actually, I want to go into that last game he had. Five innings, he pitched. It wasn't his. It wasn't the Kershaw game we always saw. But when you don't get any hits or run support, being a pitcher is incredibly hard. When Kershaw was on the mound, the Dodgers had three hits. How do you expect to win a game and your team has three hits while you're on the mound? Team gave him no support. You can't put the whole blame on Kershaw. And that is why I'm going out on a limb here and saying when the World Series starts and Kershaw is on the mound for a start, he's going to pitch out of his damn mind and shut Everyone that said he can't pitch in the postseason up. Dodgers beat Tampa in seven games. Also, Mookie Betts will win the World Series MVP, which will cause every Boston Red Sox fan to cry since they traded him to the Dodgers for nothing. Awesome. Just awesome. I'm going to go into one final thing here. It's a bit different than what I normally do, but I want to talk about Joe Buck for one second. Probably has the best job in the world. This is what his upcoming week will look like in the broadcasting world. Yesterday, called the Bucks vs. Packers. Tonight, Bills vs. Chiefs. Tuesday, World Series Game 1. Wednesday, World Series Game 2. Thursday, Giants vs. Eagles, Friday, World Series Game 3, Saturday, World Series Game 4, and that's only if the World Series is swept. Probably on Sunday, he's either going to have another World Series game, or he'll have an NFL game to call. Talk about a sports broadcasting dream. Working every day, calling a major sport at the highest level. That will do it for this week of the sports rant with Grant. Head on over to my iTunes page and make sure you subscribe and give a review. I'm also on all major podcast networks. Make sure you have your downloads on so you never miss an episode. Also head over to my Twitter at sports rant Grant and on Instagram at sports rant with Grant. 
anything you want discussed, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Or give me an email at sportsrentwithgrant at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your day.